Dennis, by the time this, uh, this podcast episode goes to air, I will have moved to sunny Queensland, but... Hmm. I haven't yet. <laughs> a time of recording, haven't. You are you are two digit hours away from moving to sunny Queensland. I'm, I'm about like we're going to be on the road within yeah twenty four maybe forty eight hours. Um, this is uh, it's an interesting time, Dennis. It's it's an interest not not in the traditional curse sense of you live in interesting times. No, no, not in that one. How true did that end up being? Oh, stop. Like, well, I think you'll find. Are you talking about the last two years with the pandemic? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Those were not interesting times. It was interesting times for about six weeks. It was like, oh, God, this is crazy. And then it was very scary, but mostly incredibly boring times. Thoroughly uninteresting times. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, so I'm in the process of, like, yeah, packing up my entire life and moving, you know, 2,000 kilometers north. And Well, that's easy, though. You've already moved, like, 10,000 kilometers east, right? Yeah, but Dennis, so when I lived in, like, so, so I lived in Berlin for about three and a half years, and then I lived in Glasgow for mm-hmm. four, right? And I was very careful with, like, the stuff that I got when I was overseas. I didn't buy books, right? I was always like, well, I'm eventually going to have to take this back to Australia if I buy it. So do I really need it? Do I really want it? Yeah, so high-volume things are tricky. And you talked about that a while ago when you, like, bought those Terry Pratchett books. Exactly. Now that I'm home, I'm, like, collecting books again, which is is great. But when I was overseas, I made this – like, when I came home, I made this great cull. I was like, right, don't want this stuff. I'm going to give it to a charity shop. I'm going to find mates who want it, that sort of stuff. By the way, I tried to give away my PlayStation 4 to, like, three different people, I think, and none of them wanted it. I was like – Should have sharpened a five on that. I was like, oh, I'll sell it. And I was like, oh, no, I, I don't really want to do that. I'm not going to get that much money for it and whatever. And I was like, you know, I, I messaged a couple of mates of mine in Glasgow. I'm like, <laughs> I messaged Graham and I'm like, do you have a PlayStation 4? And he's like, no, I don't. I'm like, do you want it? And he goes, I've got a PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I brought it home. So how, how, close were, how close were you to marching down a GameStop and getting a cool 75 cents yeah, for Yeah, I ended up just actually bringing it back. And I'm glad I did because I was going to borrow my sister's, but now I didn't have to, so I've got a PlayStation 4. Anyway, the point was I was trying to get rid of stuff. Now with the move to Queensland, so I, I went down to Melbourne to, to say goodbye to you know my friends there and that sort of stuff. And I went around collecting things. I went around picking up all the stuff that I had lent to friends before I left. Wow, they thought they were never giving that stuff back, man. And I came, I, I looked the, you know, the, I came a knock and I came collecting. I was like, thank you. I will have that copy of Civilization: Cole and the Board Game back. Thank you very much. How many times did you play it? Zero. Mm, yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> my mom texted me the other yeah. day and was like hey um <clears throat> hey there's a guitar here whose is it and i was like what mm. she's like yeah i'm looking through your old bedroom there's like there's a guitar and your dad says we didn't buy it so it must belong to somebody else like should we try to give it back mm. to them and i was like send me a picture of this guitar and she sends me a picture and i reply and I say mom this is a PlayStation 3 rock band guitar that Darren loaned me. I don't think he wants it back. It's like, yeah, it's a, this guitar, you, it's, it seems a bit sun, like it's, it's, it seems to have been a bit weathered. The, the, the strings have come off it. It's uh, Yeah, and it's very. It's a little small. Well, we must well. have got it for you. It must have, someone must have dropped it over when you were a very, very small kid. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah some sort of children's Stratocaster. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, mm, not quite. Oh, man. But yeah, so I so when I left, I had a bunch of audio gear. I used to play in a band, so I had a bunch of audio gear that mm. sort of like, I, so most of it I lent to my friend Andrew. But then he, with, you know, with my permission, it was fine. He lent it to other people, right? So, like, Mitch needed to play a gig, so he, bought, he borrowed a bunch of my sound, like my, my speakers and, um, and a PA system, all that sort of stuff. And 
So from 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 across the seas, you were the Demidici of the 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 Melbourne um, sort of indie indie rock scene. Except is that right? the Demidicis tended to have a pretty close eye on the sort of you know the assets that they were percolating. Right? It was very much you uh-huh. know you, you you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It was a, a highly uh, complex web of political intrigue, a favor for a favor. Whereas I was just like, oh, I'll probably get them back at some point. Some of the stuff that I had like had it been on journeys right around melbourne as people had used and that sort of stuff and then and then eventually like i had to, <laughs> went and got um we got these speakers back from someone's mum's house where they were out in her shed with all of her camping equipment because they'd ended up there because no one needed them anymore and she's like oh thanks for picking them up i was like i'm so sorry i didn't really mean to use your shed as like a storage thing oh, she's like oh it's fine you know they're hidden behind the bikes we did we didn't really they didn't really get in the way um but dennis i'm pleased to i'm pleased to announce that well I haven't tested this fully because I got a bunch of board games back, but I'm pleased to announce that they were taken very good care of, broadly speaking. Broadly speaking, you you haven't done the you haven't done the pieces count to see if all the tiles are left on that civilization I, game. Well, I think that I don't think I'm, I. Ugh. Civilization is a great video game, and it's a great board game Agreed. on a video as a video game. It is a terrible board game. So when you say that, you mean because that I I know exactly what you mean, but that's a confusing sentence. So Civilization is a great video mm-hmm. game, and it plays basically the way you would play a board exactly. game. But the board game version of the game is it, bad. How is that possible? Uh, so first of all, you know it's the box. It's it's like Gloomhaven heavy. This box, right? Gloomhaven for those out there is uh, the pro- is the number one game on Working Geek. I bought it a while ago. It weighs eleven kilograms. Yes. Yeah, it weighs about eleven thousand kilograms, and. Um, <laughs> The, yeah, the, the Civilization board game box is enormously heavy, but Dennis, most of that is taken up by the rule book. Love the to- is a to- it's a tome. It's a hefty tome, dude. Like we play, I've, I haven't even played it actually. We we sat down to we opened it up, went through, sat down, and read through the rule book while trying to like play the sort of custom, not the custom, what is it, like the introductory scenario that it's set the up. Tutorial on. game, yeah. And by the end, it was like, okay, we're done. It's we've been here for five hours, and we had a very minimal amount of fun. I guess we'll we'll pick it up another time, and then we never did. That happened to me with a board game. I think I've told you about before called Mistfall. Uh, we bought it once, and it, it was like there's a board game in my home. Tanya's living, and we would go there, uh, board game shop. Sorry, I should say we'd go there to play Magic and mm-hmm. card games and stuff, and play board games. And this board game was seventy euro, I believe. That's so a, four of that's us. That's a chunk, yeah. Yeah, it's an expensive board game. So four of us went in on it, you know, seventeen quid each or whatever. Um, and we unpacked it, and it was like in a ghost story where the guy in the top hat and the waistcoat is like come pray tell you children play my game but you may not be prepared for what you find and you know we unbox this game and we start trying to learn to play it and we do that much like you did with civilization for three hours or whatever we put it away and we leave it in the shop we're like dave can you keep this in the cupboard we'll be back we'll try again right didn't come back for, for six months in that time, three other groups had come in and gone, oh, what's this game? Can we try it out? And he was like, God, try your best, children. None have yet to conquer the mystery. None of the groups managed to make it through the game. I have tried to play Mistfall three times, four times. It's in the cupboard in the other in the sitting room here yeah. now. And never once have we made it past the first turn That's of the game. That's bad, dude. The game has algebra in it. Like... It, it, it starts, instead of players, it has like a helmet symbol. And instead of points, it has like a, a 
a, a sword token. So it'll be like, place two helmet plus three sword number of cards on the table. And I'm like, what? Why yeah. did you do this yeah. like this? It sounds like the... There was one point... It's, it's the it's the video, the board game equivalent of like Calvin Ball by the sounds of it. This is... Yeah, it was yeah, wild. Yeah. There was one point where it was like, carefully remove all of the hero cards from the structure deck or whatever. And then two step part, two steps later in the setup, it was like, shuffle the hero cards into the structure deck. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. what? So I'm just, like, what are you I've doing just carefully to me removed here? all of these things. What do you want from me? <laughs> it was, oh, it's an, I don't know. That game is a social experiment that they do where like the researchers are watching on the other side of a two-way mirror yeah. to see how long before people actually play any of the board game will they attempt to set yeah. it up. Oh, and turns out it's about, it's about it's three It's a range-finding exercise. It's all it is. It's, it's exactly. The most, it's the most dense and complex rule set and, and boring game set up so they can be like, right, okay, this is how far we can push them. This far but no further. Then they'll break, you know? Then they'll break. It's like that episode of Community where Abed breaks all the researchers by never getting bored and leaving the waiting room. I haven't seen Community, but I'm sure for for those who watched that episode, it was a it was a hoot and a half. Um, the <laughs> I, I'm a bit worried about going through Catan because like stuff's going to be missing, right? There are so many parts. I've got all the expansions as well. Like, and this, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but they're all made of wood as well. Thank you very much. I, this is before they started making them out of plastic. Um, Can you win the game by making by collecting wood? You you, you got to trade. You got to get wood to trade for wood, right? Shit, I tell you what, Dennis, if, what my, if my Don Quixote card is missing, I'm going to, I'm going to be very unhappy. <laughs> um, oh, communities obscure fine, but one anti-Donna sketch is totally sketch. fair game. <laughs> I shamed you so badly for a popular television program, but like there's one YouTube sketch that what I really like, and I'm referencing that, and that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, going around and, 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 and collecting all these things, again, one of the funniest thing one of the weirdest things funny not funny peculiar not funny haha it's absurd how bad our memory is right like it's it's just i I was at andrew's place looking for these board games Mm -hmm. and i found this old computer keyboard right now dennis this was this was my computer keyboard and it was my computer keyboard because i and i knew it was because i had put stickers individually on each of the key caps right um I hate that. I hate that so much. Why would you do that? Well, for a very good reason. You've embarrassed yourself because the you've never used the program Pro Tools, have you? Pro Tools is like a so, no, so you're so using Audacity now, aren't you? Oh yeah, I yeah, but I I am D tier. D tier is generous. You absolute plebeian scrub. You filthy casual, right? Pro Tools is like the very expensive high end audio um, recording software that you use, like band, like uh, uh, you know. Coldplay will record their stuff in Pro Tools, right? So mm-hmm. I, I was learning to use that because I used to, you know, as I say, play a band and that sort of thing. And you just can't use Pro Tools unless you learn keyboard shortcuts, right? You just you just need them. And it, Pro Tools is that complicated, right? But you, so, so you, you, the, the, I was about to say they're complicated enough that you had to you had to etch them into your keyboard. Uh, actually, you know, let's see if this product is still available because I went online and I looked. Let's say Pro Tools. Uh, keyboard stickers, Dennis. I invite you to. I invite you to come on this journey with me, right? Yeah, yeah. They I'm still Googling sell them, this right? right now. Yeah. Every yeah, here they are. Every key. Five percent zoom. Snap start on time code. You snap sync to time code. And yeah. every and like if you want to work like productively on Pro Tools, and, and, and you need to use these key uh, these keyboard shortcuts. But Dennis, approximately how many keys are covered with these stickers? It looks to be the entire keyboard bar, maybe two columns. Every single, no, actual every single one, right? Like, 
the whole like QWERTY you up, they've all got a different mm-hmm. function, right? And you need to know all, it looks like a periodic table of the elements, right? It is. It yeah, really yeah, does. Yeah. yeah. It's hideously colored as well. So I used to own that keyboard. I spent, I don't know how long peeling off and then applying all of these individual tiny stickers. And I just forgot it existed. Like, how is that possible? Ooh, and not, not, not forgot what the shortcuts did. <laughs> forgot the keyboard existed. But how is that possible, man? Your brain edits everything out, dude. There's a reason why when you spend a couple, like, boring days, especially, like, let's say you spend, like, two or three days lounging on a couch because you, like, have a long weekend and you want to take it easy, mm-hmm. right? If you don't do meaningful things in that yeah. time, a month later, you will have nothing in the memory bank for yeah. those days at yeah. all. It's funny how, like, whenever you go on holiday, it, you know, it always feels like it goes so fast. But in your memory banks, like, if you look at it from a proportional <clears throat> standpoint, like, the trip that I took to Tasmania a couple of weeks ago takes up way more gigabytes than I would say the last two years before that when I was stuck in an apartment in Glasgow. Exactly. Because every day was the same. I just, like, I I understand that, like, routine sort of messes with your memory and it doesn't take up as much space or whatever else. But, like, I use this keyboard so much all the time and it just, it it was just erased. Like, I, and it, it makes me, like, what else have I forgotten? What... Well, that's like, the thing. That's you never what know. What things did I used to have that I treasured and used every day and used to really enjoy, at, or were a big part of my life, and and now I just I threw them out, or lost them, or discarded them, or or something, and now I've I you know I can't think of them any. They've they've eternal sunshine of the spotless minded out of out of the my entire brain zone. Would you ever use that functionality from eternal sunshine of the spotless mind if it existed? Absolutely, and you know what for as well. We've talked about it. Can you remember living in Scotland? Pardon. Yeah. I said, I said living, oh, not in Scotland. living in Scotland. What were you going to say? Scotland altogether. <laughs> the entire nation. I want, you know, yeah. I want to I want to get on a train from uh, opposite someone. And when they're like, I'm from Scotland, I'm like, oh, sorry, never heard of it. And they're like, you've never heard of Scotland? Kilts, haggis, iron brew, like, you know, uh, knifing people on the streets of Glasgow? No, I, no. And then you're two feet tall and Megan's chasing you around the, the, the kitchen with a rope. I have no, right? I, I have no, like, we've made some obscure references. I, I have no, I make no apologies for referencing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It is such a good film. It's, it's such a good, a good film. Go and watch it. Anyway, um, in it, there is a technology that exists that basically, it's kind of like the men in, I'm just going to use it. I'm going to explain what it is with a different cultural reference. It's the men in black, like, blinker <laughs> machine. It just wipes your memory. Like, you can give them a topic. Right, and it, it'll wipe your memory. And um, the and in the movie, people use it to like forget, like 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 uh, specifically in the movie is to forget like a painful breakup, yeah. but it's for things like a, a grieving relative yeah. and like forgetting like all that. Kind yeah, of there stuff. was like there's a heartbreaking scene where like a lady has come into the clinic uh, with like her dog's old uh, like food bowl and collar and stuff, and she obviously misses her dog so much that she's uh, she's you know gonna have it erased from her memory, which is pretty full on. I wouldn't use it for that. No, Dennis, do you know what I would use it to erase? My memory oh. of the video game, Return of the Obra Dinn. Oh my god, I didn't know <laughs> that. that man. We talked about it. If there is a video game that I wish I could go back and play for the first time, it is Return of the Obra Dinn, and it is not close. That game, oh man, it's so good. Like I'm currently in a process now of like waiting long enough for me to have forgotten enough so I can play it again. No, when I played it with you, we played it in one sitting. Oh, it's so hard to stop. Like it, it's it's. Yeah, I mean it's it massively derail it massively derailed my day to play that game. Uh, it, I'll put it this way, right? This is this is going to make people realize just how how good this game is. This game is one of the what is it, Dennis? Eleven or twelve games that are my in my top five all time games. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That 
Your top five games in free agency. My top five games. You're stretching the definition of top and five and sometimes games. <laughs> That's not true. They're all games. But yes, no, my top five games is like, I don't know, yeah, probably 12, 11 or 12 up in there. And and Oberdeen is firmly in the top five. It's so good. Play it if you haven't. What would you use? Your, what, if you were to get Eternal Sunshine, what would you... Is there something that you want to get rid of? Let me think about that. I don't think so. There's been times in my life that I've been like, you know, unhappy for various reasons, things like that, which I would probably be, I would like to forget. But I think they've helped shape me as a person and I've learned things as a result of that. I don't want to forget those lessons. So that's a little tricky, you know what I mean? As long as there's like, if you think, oh, what's the most embarrassing moment? Like if there's nothing that springs to mind, I think you, I think, because sometimes I'll remember, oh man, why did I do that? But whatever, but it's not like, I don't get the like, oh, I'm thinking of embarrassed memories. Oh no, the time that I blah, 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 it doesn't like nothing immediately springs to mind. So I think I'm okay. Yeah, I think I'm in the same. Maybe place. I already did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind myself. That's that's what I thought when you said that oh, as well. No. To be honest, <laughs> what have I done? Oh, my Dennis, God. that's why I forgot <laughs> the keyboard. What, that, that's what. Oh my, well, then no, because then you would have been like, you would have been like, who owned this? Oh keyboard? yeah, I would have What's been like, Pro Tools. Pro Tools? I don't understand. What is that? <laughs> Coldplay? What I've, is that? I only use Audacity. Yeah. <laughs> I only use Audacity to record my hot licks. Oh, man. Anyway. you know, uh, Everyone at home, you know if Riley ever uploads a video or an audio file that's a .aup file, it's because he's been kidnapped, and that's his way of letting us know that it's not really I, like doing it. You, you used to be the worst for this as well. So for those of you who've been listening to, to Dennis and I making podcasts for a long time, you'll be very aware that Dennis used to refuse to export his – because I do all the editing. Oh, yeah. Dennis used to refuse to export his half of the podcast in an MP3. It always had to be a WAV, right? Like, like a pretentious music nerd with gold-plated, uh, you know, three point five, oh, no, quarter-inch cable. Why would you use a three point five cable? Quarter-inch cables. He's got gold plate. He's got titanium. Titanium even good. I don't know. Anyway, he's got the most expensive XLR cables on the market, right? And mm. he's exporting all of these podcast files in WAV form. Lossless. I want every ounce of detail want- in there. In reality, what it was. <laughs> I use crappy free audacity. <laughs> the, there's a two parts to this. I wouldn't do it because it required you to download a codec by going to audacity.com to be able to export things as an MP3. Mm-hmm. Except that was the case back when I first started using Audacity, probably close to a decade ago at this stage. And you don't even need to do that anymore. I just didn't want to click the MP3 button. It turns out it was basically the stopgap. You just needed to click a drop-down menu and select a new option. And you needed to do that I needed to move like six pixels down. You needed to do it once because it would remember your choice. But no, instead, dear listener, in, in we got in WAV form... All of the keystrokes, all of the Dennis knocking the desk, uh, all of the like the bung noise whenever he gigabytes and gigabytes of it. Oh, oh, oh! I've got an exciting. I should have made this purchase for you. I don't know why I made it for myself, Dennis. I bought a new boom arm because I've got basically exactly the same one as you, right? Like just the the one probably right. that you just get on Amazon, um, and it's got the springs that make this noise. They go like that. They go bung like that. Um, I bought mm. a like professional studio quality one because i'm sick of not being able to because if you move the the thing around it squeaks and it makes noise oh, it and it, yeah it's annoying yeah. right so i bought a professional studio quality one wasted on me i don't move you're the one who's constantly fiddly farting around moving stuff picking <laughs> stuff up true. putting it down knocking your desk playing the bloody drum solos on your keyboard like i don't know what's going on with you mate all right okay all right so we got all of that in lossless wav format and then i had to go and you know every every in every bite of it oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I I miss those wives from time to time. Every time I scroll past the wife on the on the thing to export the episode instead of the podcast, those are the days. 
Dennis, stop. Why are you still scrolling past WAVs that you exported years ago? Delete them, man. You don't, what are you doing? How big is your hard drive? Well, they're on the desktop. Like, it's fine. I can't, no. No, no, no. This, I know you're joking. Like, I know you're joking, but this is not, you're not, like, you go around, oh, I'm an agent of chaos, you know, like a dog chasing cars. That's what Dennis says. Like, like his his computer desktop background is is a picture of the Joker from the Dark Knight, right? Like, that's what, that's the, that's the energy that. It's it's, it's not, right. I'm going to share, I'm going to share my, my, my main mind. Dennis, Dennis bought, when he and Nikki bought a house, they bought it on a cliffside because Dennis loves living on the edge, right? All right, you're sharing your screen. Look, look at my look at my look at my look at my desktop screen. That's I hate this. I hate this. This looks like <laughs> look at all those audacity and files. Not even sorted. This looks like you've gone into a pizza shop and said I'll have one with everything, and they mean like, do you mean every, actual everything? Right? I want no order. Like, just sort it. Put it in folders. What's wrong with you? <laughs> There's some folders here. Yeah, mixed up amongst the morass, the mess of all these other things. There's some fault, like, yeah. I think some of them are, like, metadata files as well for, like, for the audacity. <laughs> they, they are, are. They're yeah. not even, like, the audacity, but it's, like, <laughs> meta, like, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. It's just a picture of Michael Fassbender here. Why have you got a shirtless picture of Michael Fassbender? He's a good-looking bloke, though, isn't he? He's a he good, is, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, shame they roped him into that Assassin's Creed film. Um, There's a Charizard. Why have you got these pictures on your desktop? Dennis, just a bit of, just a bit of maintenance there, mate. Clean things up a little bit. I don't know. Every once in a while, I do just go bop and kill them all. Oh, but, so the the yeah, the yeah. just just nuke them, nuke them from orbit. No, I'm not going to clean my desktop. I'll just Dennis, go to ccleaner.com, download it. You can use it to clean up your computer. Get Windier Stat. You want to see the downloads oh, file? It's no, no better. Yes. Look at this. Oh my good, I dear listener, dear <laughs> listener, I am so glad you are not seeing the unspeakable horrors that I'm watching right now. I can see WinZip files. With the with the uh-huh. folder right next to them that he has extracted the contents of them to without deleting yeah the, of course right without next deleting to it, yeah. the original archive right yeah I can't see them properly but they look to be PDFs that have just just multiple I think he's down, like multiple downloaded them so it's like you know report and then report in brackets one report two what are all these folders report, with, final 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 what are yeah. these folders with with like HTML files in them Dennis. Some bias what? stuff here. What, what was the date that was that last modified? Just check the date. Like, check the date on that. Like, when was the last time you emptied? On um, this yeah. one. Just open it. Open up that file, and we're going to have a look at the date last modified. Don't tell me. 12th of February, 2021. And that that's how much junk you've accumulated in a year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not, a, like, you're not a super messy person. Your apartment is generally pretty spick no, and span. What's going my, on? My my oh that 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 is very much Nikki's doing. I'd say she would disagree with how she thinks she, she she I think Nikki's assessment of me is that I create piles of garbage the way uh, uh, an unhappy person in The Sims might. That's oh man, I've seen like you you're it's not like you're a I was gonna say it's not like you're a bad person to live with because like you do clean and tidy but i guess you I, I think you do you have that approach I don't know if it's deliberate or not of like mm, if I do a bad enough job I'll never get asked to do it again. I never do that on purpose, but I, I I don't blame Nikki for being suspicious of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll wash these dishes, and then they're dirtier than they were when they were on the scene. Shattered on the floor, <laughs> and I pissed on them, yeah. I don't know what went wrong. Oh, man, poor Nikki. Poor Nikki. And she married you. Yeah, I, I know, right? You got her. <laughs> Can't take that back. Got him. No, no, all sales, all sales final, baby. baby. Let's go. Well, what was your uh, dowry? Riley... 
<laughs> this week, Riley, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. I want to. T- I want to talk to mm. you about Magic: The Gathering, a deckmaster game. No, the art of oh. illusion. Okay, okay. <laughs> because this last well, week, Dennis, Riley, you've already successfully ma- misdirected me with that because that was like, oh yeah, we we, we, we chat about it. You know, we got the new Streets of New Capenna coming out. You know, it's going to be good fun. That's sort of no, stuff, no, no, no. Okay, we're talking about bloody pigeons being pulled out of top hats. All right. Well, I went to a magic show this last week. How Riley. was that? Great. I went and saw Darren Brown live. I'm a big fan of Darren Brown's, but I've been four times. What did you do? Fail to uh, rig a roulette table again? (laughs) No, but Riley. First, I went with my dad. My dad loves magic. I love magic too. I don't, you know, spoiler alert, I don't believe in magic. I'm a very, and, you know, most of the magicians that I like are very upfront about not being <laughs> magical. Say, like, doesn't Darren Brown start all of his shows by being like, hey, all you're going to see right now is like illusion and trickery and I'm just going to lie to you. Like he doesn't go there and like, oh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much. my magical ensorcelation powers I was granted by an elder <laughs> wizard. Like I don't think he actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. He's very upfront about it. He's like, hello, this is full of lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I appreciate. I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. Uh, but Riley, I got called up on stage. <gasps> Dennis, what happened? Did, did, he, did he freak your mind? He, that's Chris Angel, Oh, you I didn't think. get my. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't be able to mind freak anyone without without a hefty lawsuit. <laughs> no, Darren used to have a TV show. Darren Brown, for those of you that don't know, is a magician and mentalist. If you're American, um, he had a Broadway show quite recently um, called Secret that was very popular. But over here, he's very much in the David Blaine um, space, and he does a lot of hypnotism stuff, that kind of stuff. He does a lot of like big. Um, Big scale mm-hmm. tricks. So, but like, like for example, one time he convinced a guy that like the zombie apocalypse had, uh, apocalypse had happened by like surrounding him with actors and fake news broadcasts and taking him to like a camp in the middle of the countryside in the UK and hiring a bunch of people to act as zombies and giving him guns with blanks in them and stuff. It was, it was wild. It was in that that was incredible. Like the weeks, it was some premium television and to be weeks honest. Of work leading up to it, like there was this whole thing about uh, like his TV, like his family were in on it and they played this like t- these fake news broadcasts on the living room TV and they were like oh it's funny it's well it's interesting to talk about that news and like that and they like yeah there's, there's this new rabies yeah, thing it's that's like going, whatever it was humans. Like, it's uh, mad yeah, remember, yeah. yeah but yeah anyway you got caught up on stage um, that was so yeah so I went what oh, you're, I mean you're a, natu- you're a natural yeah. showman so I'm interested to hear how this went well, uh, well, exactly. So, well, <laughs> first, Riley, I was rewarded for my athletic ability because I caught a frisbee to get pulled up. On stage. Uh, I'm sorry, Dennis. So, I'll stop you there. Did you catch a frisbee? Was it sorry, not a was frisbee? Was it made by the Whammo Corporation or <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, a, summer a summer fun, fun disc. disc. My apologies. Yes. <laughs> um, um, so the way he did was he um, he asked a lot of people to, people to bring an object with them to the show. If you yeah, post about Instagram, so I actually didn't mm-hmm. see it. The post. But I happened to be wearing a watch that I'd bought right after I'd gotten my first job. And he's like, so please bring a job object that is of sentimental value to you. And I was like, oh, I bought this watch right after I got my first job. It was like a little treat for myself. And I bought it because my dad always wore a watch. Mm. And now that I say that sentence, that I back saying like my father's passed away. My father is still alive. It's just like me Tedberg's thing, right? My dad always used to wear a watch. He still does, but he used to too. Yeah. Still does, but he used yeah. to too. Yeah, exactly. And I bought a watch because I wanted to be more like yeah. my dad, uh, which is true. And then... So he was like, oh, you know, think of a, bring an object and write it up on a piece of card, like how, why it's important mm-hmm. to you. And then you put that little thing in an envelope and you put the wash in, in a little pl- um, cloth bag and they go up on stage with them. And he takes out all the items for the four or five people that were on stage and he figures out who's is who's and he tells you why it was important to you. 
And in practice, I'm sure he palms the envelopes and so on back off stage, reads them and reads them the results, the, the answers in an earpiece or whatever, because yeah. it's a yeah, magic trick. That's yeah, fine. But the showmanship of it all very compelling. Um, so I wanted to get your take and your groan when I said uh, the art of illusion indicates to me that, I th- oh, yeah. as I recall, you're not a big fan of, of magician. Uh, there's one part of it that I really enjoy and then the other part that I really don't enjoy. And the part that I really enjoy is the like the trick. Like, oh, wow, you made a car disappear. That's really cool. But then I want to know how it's done. And it, it annoys... You hate the... I'll never I tell. I hate that part. And, like, you know, my experience with, with people who work in, in that field as well is that they are so happy with themselves when so smug, yeah, so yeah. smug about it and like i remember talking to someone who who uh they were talking about a magic show they wanted to put on right and they were telling me about this trick they were going to do I, I can't remember the details of the trick like oh you know this had happened and that happened and, and like it, it looks so cool i'm like oh that does sound really cool yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah, yeah i'm looking forward to doing it. i'm like oh so how, like how do you actually do it and he's like oh i can't tell you that i'm like so you just explained <laughs> what the trick is and you just explained how impressive it will look when you you didn't even do the trick for me right but you're just talking to me about it and you're not actually going to tell me like what the process it's also like so like oh i want to do this great trick where i um you know i cut riley's head off and then his you know blood splurts out and and his body falls over and then i pull a doctor out of the audience and the doctor officially pronounces Mm. him dead and prints a death certificate you know and then i bring him back to life and they're like oh my god how i'm like well i'll I'll never tell tell. wouldn't that be cool yeah yeah, yeah. but tickets available now (laughs) like yeah like yeah no so so i enjoy i enjoy any magic show where i know like the i think penn and teller did a thing where they were like this is how i was about to say penn and teller must be this is how we do these tricks i'm like oh great love it okay i'll watch that because like i enjoy being mystified but then i'm like okay now now tell me now tell me how it works because i i don't like the i don't know what it's not because i think it's magic obviously but it's like i just don't like the it is it, it, it can it can feel a little condescending yeah i don't i guess i don't like feeling like is that the I, problem I if it is just pride i just don't like being fooled I mean, magic is supposed to make you feel like an idiot. That's the is goal. Is it the goal? I thought it was supposed to be entertaining. Um, well, no. The, the, go, the goal is a little bit... Not to make you feel like an idiot. That's probably unfair of me. It's to make you, for a second, make your ape brain believe that there are things that you couldn't possibly understand. Right? And that's appealing. But you and I are both natural cynics, yeah. but I think we approach magic from opposite realms. I like it from... An, I, I, I mean, I like it for the showmanship a lot. Um, but I also like it for... Just the skill display. Oh, like, I, I, know I, that I appreciate sat that. Down and figured this but out. I can't appreciate that skill unless I know exactly how hard the the trick is or like the stuff that's going. But it's like, wow, how did you? That's so inventive that you thought of that way of doing it. Like, I want to appreciate all parts of it. You know. I remember I went to a different Darren Brown show called Svengali. God, this must have been eight or nine years ago. I'm sure you could look it up actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the wrapping for that was he had this like ventriloquist doll and he had this whole story he'd spun about how he bought it from an art dealer and I'm sure it's all of nonsense course, yeah. obviously but the doll had like an eye on its palm right an eye design and when you came into the theater they stamped your hand on the palm with the same eye design obviously you didn't know what it was yet because you hadn't even seen the doll yeah. right you go in you do the Zoom hall show and at one point he shines all these lights into the audience and he gets everyone to hold their hand up and he starts doing this like bit about how you know if you could imagine your hand as if it was the doll's hand, then you suddenly you feel like you you can't you you aren't able to move. And it's classic like hypnotism talk. Like, and the more you try and move it, the the harder and harder to become. All this yeah, stuff. Yeah, and right? I'd be like, well, that, that, that I mean, that just doesn't I, work on me. Yeah, that's what I I, I am firmly in yeah. that camp yeah. as well. I'm like hypnotism doesn't yeah. work. People do it because of social pressure and because they buy into it. 
uh, like you have to, stuff. you can't be hypnotized but, against you. You have to want to be hypnotized. Yes, right. Um, but Riley, I couldn't no, move my hand. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I, I got freaked out because, like, I, I'm, I'm in the same camp as you, and I must have on some, some, some subconscious level wanted it to work, and it wouldn't it be cool if it worked? And therefore, I, you know, I leaned into yeah. it. And then, yada, yada, yada. Or there's some other trick where the way he makes you hold your hand for an extended period of time makes it so that the muscles get weaker and a little bit, or like the blood flows out your arm and it gets sore or something. Or maybe, um, Dennis, he ensorcelated you. Maybe he ensorcelated you. Maybe. Perhaps he ensorcelated you. Perhaps he did ensorcelate you with Eldritch I, Magics. But I stopped following his instructions because I got freaked out. And then it wore off. But he put, then he pulled up one guy on stage and he drove a needle through his hand. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's all right. No. See, I... And I was like, oh, I was cool. even more of a skeptic in the, like, hypnotism. It's all fake. Like, they're all... What are they called? Plants? Like, they're all plants. Like, it's all fake, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Until I went to a, a, a hypnotist show, Dennis, you, you won't be surprised to learn, it was free. Uh, at the at, at <laughs> university because I was like, I'm, I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pay to go to a magic show and get annoyed. So I went to this magic show, hypnotist show, whatever. And I went with some friends at university, and one of them was so desperate to go up. Right, it was like, oh man, I hope I hope he picks me for uh, for for the um like to for hypnotism that sort of stuff. And the way they do it is they they try to find people who are suggestible and impressionable and like um you know who like playing with stuff. So he's doing this thing. It's like, oh, I want everyone to put their hands together and imagine that you can't pull them apart. And the more that you like, the more that you pull them apart, the harder it is. So that sort of stuff like that. And there were people getting really into it. And he used that as a way to pick who was going to be good. He didn't pick my friend to screen. He didn't yeah. pick my friend Izzy. But I was just like, just go up. She was like, oh, I'm like, just go up, just go. Like while all the other people running, I'm like, just go, just go, 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 go. So she got up and ran up, even though she didn't get picked, right? And so instead of there being eight people, there were nine. And he didn't know which one had run up. So, so I mind freaked him. Amazing. But um, she got like it happened. She got hypnotized. She got she was convinced that she had like a bird sitting on her shoulder, and like she came back, and I was like, what happened? How was it? She's like, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything that happened wow. at all. I'm like, the bird and anything? She's like, no. And she's, like, she's like, I don't know. I just kind of like fell asleep and I don't remember anything at all. And I was like, what the hell, man? And like, he made this guy dance. That's wild. He made this guy dance like a like a, a male stripper. He's like, oh, you know, That's you're, a classic, you're, a, you're yeah. a Chippendale dancer. The guy took his shirt off. He got into it so bad, man. It was, I mean, it was, it was really, it was good entertainment, but like that at least I looked mm-hmm. and was like, okay, well, hypnotism obviously, obviously is real and obviously works because like my friend Izzy was like, <laughs> unless she was a plant you forced her right? to go unless, up like, yeah. she was a long con um, unless I got mind freaked so thoroughly I didn't even realise it but I don't know the rest of it the magic the all that the the, the illusions Michael the we demand to be taken seriously um, I don't know man it's it's not for me but I'm glad you had a good time there's two there's two things I think you would have enjoyed well one thing and two examples mm-hmm. of it which is Darren Brown Riley has some premium gear for the show <laughs> from over the years um, one that I remember is when I saw that when put a drove a needle through that mm. guy's hand. Um, and obviously, like when you do a tour, you practice. You know, you 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 think of a clever thing on show number eleven, and by show number forty, it's part of, of the course, routine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I love because he pulled the needle out of his hand, and then he like because he's wearing gloves, like and he puts it in a little bag. He's like, sorry, he's got to put this put this away in here, so we can use it again tomorrow yeah. night. And I was like, good gag. <laughs> but when I went, someone's phone in the audience rang. Very yes, common, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And he stopped that, looked up, and went, "Don't answer that. It's terrible news." And I'm like, "That's very good." <laughs> that's, I, I mean, that's that. just a freebie, man. That's so good. He's very, I mean, he's very entertaining. Uh, I've watched some of his TV specials, and he's 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 he does have that like you know he's got that whatever he's got the high charisma score that you need, right? 
Yeah, he he. If he was born two hundred years ago, he would have been burned at the stake. I'm pretty That's sure. That's true. Yeah, like, there wouldn't have been any doubt about. No, well, obviously it's a trick. No, he is he is ensorcellated. He has the powers of the Eldritch Gods. <laughs> burn him! Burn him! Burn the witch! <laughs> I went with Nikki to a Debran show. I think it was, been, I guess it was probably three years yep. ago now. And she was like, Demon Man, never going again. <laughs> Unholy, yeah. no thank yeah. you. And I'm like, all right, cool. So this time World Reynolds, you want to go? And she was like, yeah. no, I was very clear. <laughs> Demon Man, I'm not going. <laughs> He's not right with Jesus. I'm not going along. I'm not, I'm not giving this There's anything. no way. Yeah. Well, Dennis, I have a question for you. What's that? Did he correctly assign the watch to you? And did he get the reason? And he did, did he get the reasoning correct? He did. Oh, magic man. Demon magic man. man. Uh, <laughs> I um, I have the magic as a kid. I had a magic kit. And as a kid, you know, one of the ones that were like, I mean, they didn't come with a rabbit, obviously, but very much that sort of magic Yeah, they're like the wand that you know, will... Hit, 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 hit the hat with yeah. the wand and the yeah, flowers yeah, yeah, come yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, and I did a little magic act at a talent show and I was like 10, I think. Oh, nice. Like in front of like, like at Never. school or something? That's cool. I'm not yeah. surprised. But, Were you one of those kids that like just didn't ever mind getting up in front of an audience? I yeah, never like I, that, no. I, like <clears throat> I played in school orchestra when I was very young. I was like ten when I nine when I started playing school orchestra. And the other kids are bricking it, right? They're like, "Oh no, it's gonna be terrible!" Like our parents are here. I don't want to do it. It's gonna be so scary. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? They have to watch. They can't leave. Like they can't just ignore <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. Like, have to, they have to sit and watch us play. It's great." And other kids, I just didn't understand why the kids didn't want to do that. They got so nervous. I've never been nervous in front of crowds. I remember when I was, uh, I think, six years old once I was going to school mm. with my mom uh, in the morning. And I was like, well, my chest feels really, really mm. tight. And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, yeah, I'm finding it really, really hard to breathe. <laughs> A little six-year-old um, Dennis having, <laughs> going into cardiac arrest, you poor thing. Uh, yeah. So she, my mom was like, okay, well, look, we'll go to the doctor. It might be serious, mm. I suppose. We went to the doctor. His name was also called Dennis, Dr. Dennis. In retrospect, not a great doctor, but here, anyway. Um, and he was like, mm. she was like, well, uh, yes, I mean, I have good news and bad news. And she was like, what's that? And he was like, well, the good news is um, Dennis is totally fine. Um, the bad news is he's probably going to want to be an actor when he grows up because oh, that was a really stellar wow. performance. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. Why do you want to go to school? Brutal. And uh, no, I, 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 as I recall, I genuinely felt unwell. Yeah. But... Did I embellish yeah, it? Well, did I did I lean into it for the story? Perhaps no, I no. did, Riley. We'll never let the truth get in the you, way of a good story. Dennis Stranjack, get let the no. I I would never believe you to exaggerate anything, Dennis. You must have only done that what one time ever. That's you know you know what that's how I know how Darren Brand did that trick. Huh. Because saying that I bought that watch and stuff right after I got my first job and it was because it is a very embellished version of the story. Oh, <laughs> if he oh, read my mind. If you, put bunch, <laughs> if you put a bunch of lies in there. Yeah, he'll read, he'll read you the you lies. lies. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, this is the of watch course. that my grandfather gave me, you know, when he uh, mm -hmm. when he scaled Mount Everest and he came back and he said, Dennis, I want mm -hmm. this. I want, <laughs> I want you to have this. It's been all the way to the top of Everest. I, I think probably he'd probably see through that one. Maybe if it were, yeah, he's he, he you can't you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I'm pretty sure you can keep up on to that. I would, but no, I like him. Uh, if you have time, if he's coming to your town, I would recommend going and see Darren Brown showing. Use affiliate code Dennis when uh, booking a ticket. Nothing will happen, but I'd like it if you did. Maybe if enough people do it, he'd be like, "Who's this Dennis fella? I hear he's a great actor. I heard from I heard from the I hear he's <laughs> from a doctor in Dublin. That's the guy. That's the guy with the watch. That's the guy with the watch. Oh man. Um, no, I wanted to ask about. Well, first of all, I want to ask how your magic show went. 
Uh, as I recall, uh, Rock's applause. Um, as I recall, uh, mixed reviews from critics, but audience score very high on Rotten Tomatoes. That's kind of where we landed. Okay, that's how you recall it. So that's that's with that's the Dennis Stranjak director's cut. That's after it's gone. That's what the, that's what that's what the filter yeah, on exactly. Yeah. So was it, it was it a bit of a flop? Did you did you stuff it up? No, it was, it was, it was, I think I think I, I think I I don't know if I won the talent show, but I think I did pretty well. I think we're getting mind freaked by Dennis because everyone else was, everyone else was just a bunch of ten year olds who don't know how to sing singing. So at least you had the at, le- at least know? you had the uh, the offer of variety instead of bad mm-hmm. singing. It was uh, it was bad magic. Did you used to put on shows for your mum and dad? Not so much. I would learn tricks and do that stuff. And I remember, I remember my mom wanted like when I was up to listen to me. Like if we'd like learned a song in school, if I'd learned a new song on the Tin Whistle or whatever, that oh, was that's really sweet. Of. That's really nice. But you didn't, you didn't put like magic shows. You didn't, you didn't become Dennis the Magnificent and put shows on in your backyard or anything. No, no, uh, De- Dennis Brown didn't, Dan- didn't come Dennis to fruition. <laughs> you know, Dan Brown has a weird other talent. What is it like? Can he? What is he got a beautiful singing voice? Like what? Painting. He can paint as well. Type in Darren Brown caricature. Darren Brown caricature. Oh, so, okay. I, 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 I thought he was going to do like, you know, expressionistic, beautiful landscapes or something, but all right. No, he does amazing celebrity characters and go to, image, go to Google Images. Yep, yep, yep. I'm on my way. Was he always... Was he they're always really bald? good. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, they're unsettlingly good. Well, yeah. They're, aren't they really they're good? Really, they look like... they they. No, I was going to say they look like photos. They're not quite... They could if it, I think he could have made them. He, I think he could if he wanted to, because but they're a little bit embellished. Yeah, obviously. obviously yeah, I mean, like Benedict. The Benedict Cumberbatch looks, really like looks like a hammerhead shark. What were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Christopher Walken one with the little clown is they're really also good. Huge. They're ma- there's a picture of him standing they're next ma- to him. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like four feet tall. Sized. Yeah, yeah. They're they're quite. Some of them are actually quite disconcerting. Jeez. Okay. Well. Yeah. Some of them are a man of many talents. This is not a. This is not a good uh, audio. Um, this is not a good o- o- audio uh, thing to be exploring on a podcast, Dennis. Um, no, but D- uh, Darren Brown, intensely charming guy, smells very good. Would, would recommend. Nice, nice guy. So go and buy your tickets for the Demon Man show because he smells very good. I don't know. I'm not into magic. Mm, intoxicating. I want to tell you, Dennis, the only that. successful magic show I've ever given. The only time, because I, you know, I know a few very basic card tricks. Dennis, can I tell you the best audience to do them on? Primary school children. Oh my God. Do they even want to know <laughs> that? When I was a primary school teacher, I used to do these card tricks and they, they were like, wow, he's a wizard. That <laughs> he's in source that is the only time I have ever enjoyed any type of magic trick. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised if you think magic tricks are smug and condescending that you like being. All right, okay, okay, okay forget that. it. I, I get that. <laughs> All right, Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies, again, that downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 